0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
1: Hour number three. It's Monday. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. The bottom of the hour, our man Peter Labardius, Flames color analyst for Sportsnet 960. We'll talk about that, that, Sweaty game if you're a fan on Saturday afternoon with Lou and we'll talk about his Minnesota Vikings who went down to the New York football Giants because a lot of people said teams a fraud and I guess they were all right in the end
2: bunch of fraudsters yeah the the fraud bull between the Giants and the Vikings
1: do you want to play the cricket sound effect again
2: oh come on it wasn't that bad
1: no it was fine Listen, I, I shouldn't criticize. I'm a guy who grounds out a lot to first. <laughs> like I. <laughs> but shooters got to shoot. Yeah,
2: hey, just got to put the bat shooters on the ball, shoot. put it in play, man. Yeah. Sometimes people make a
1: mistake and you're yeah. going to like it out to first. Sometimes you hit home runs. Sometimes you ground out to first. Most
2: times you ground out to like, first.
1: I, I, I kind of feel guilty right now that we're putting Inter Noah on the spot because he has know? an Australian Open update for us later Do on you? this hour. I feel guilty. Like, it's a lot of pressure. Some, some guys would be like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do it. Like, I'm, I'm a little nervous. He's very keen. No, he is definitely keen. Yeah. But, but I feel some, bad. There's like, some tough names in there. There are literally dozens of people listening to us right now.
2: <laughs> my mom, my dad, yeah, my, my grandparents. Your mom's not listening? No. What about your better half?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the
1: current girlfriend never listens. <laughs> she has no clue. Uh mine is
2: definitely she doesn't asleep. even know I host the show. I had to yeah, tell her I, that. I know that it's good. Yeah, stuff. that's how clueless
1: she is. It's quality. And I like it though. Because I, <laughs> I like I like balance in my life.
2: Yeah.
1: I like it separate.
2: You are yeah, you live like two split lives. It's... Yeah.
1: Like I don't want to sit down with my girlfriend and go, how long do you think Milan Lucha should be on the second line? And I'm like, oh my god, kill me. <laughs> like that's what it would be like. Like I can't do that. I don't want that.
2: I get that. Yeah, I I can't live that life. Yeah, fair enough.
1: Do you think Brandon Staley should survive that game on Saturday? Here we go. (laughs) Like, no, I can't do that. So
2: what do you guys talk about instead? Other stuff. Other stuff? Yeah. Just general. No. Okay. No. Right on.
1: No sports. No. Stay in your lane. No. uh, No. Figure skating, she knows.
2: Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. We didn't talk about figure skating earlier yeah we had Some, a texter texting in
1: earlier um giving us grief while we don't talk about more winter sports like luge and skeleton and bobsleigh. maybe we should be covering the two-man luge maybe we should be all over that maybe we should be covering moguls or like skiing but honestly like our listeners generally except for that one thank you for listening appreciate they it. they don't care no like again i understand all those sports are special and they have their followings but what do you care about here in Calgary? The Flames, the NHL, the NFL, the Jays. It's pretty much it. The Hitmen, the Roughnecks, <laughs> Stampeders,
2: Stamps. Yeah, Raptors. I don't think you, I don't think tier. you
1: want to hear how Canada did in the bobsleigh over the weekend. Wasn't great. <laughs> like you know this for a fact. You watch it. You follow it.
2: No, I, I got the results after I after we got that text. I had to
1: see if they at least podiumed or something, but what well, we didn't they d- no they finished 8th in the in the four man bobsleigh
2: okay there who, you go who was the pilot
1: uh, austin taylor
2: okay there you go there you go shout out to mr taylor yeah um we they we just people don't want to hear that stuff but do you know what bobsledders have what bobslayers m mm. slay uh, humongous legs, like oh, yeah. tree trunks. You have to
1: be, you have to be powerful it's to insane. do that. Now, do they still do that here, where you can go
2: take a ride on the bobsled? Um, I heard it's awesome. Do they still do that? They certainly used to, where you could ride the sleigh down COP. Yeah, have you done that? I never have. Per-
1: huh? Have I? Maybe I think that's I have. something you would
2: remember. I've definitely been up around like the launch area, but I don't remember if I actually went down it or not. It's intense. Yeah, it's like I uh when I was doing the, a little podcast I had, I got introduced to this guy as a former UFC dino football player mm-hmm. who switched over to the sleigh. Yeah, be and, powerful, explosive. He, he was talking about how the first time he got a concussion when they flipped and also the sense of not uselessness, but like you have very little control once you're done pushing. If you're not the captain, if you're not the pilot of the sleigh or the brakeman. Yeah. Essentially you are just hoping, hoping that you don't flip. Yeah. You've done your job. Listen, now just stay aerodynamic. I'm not saying it's not tough. It's not difficult. It's no, not dangerous. It's crazy. It's wild. It's just,
1: our listeners, they want to listen. They want to hear about those sports during the Olympics. And exactly. that's just what it is. Wasn't the story or anything like that. Yeah. And... Just, just the way it is. Um, flames, with a six-five, just absolute nail-biter of a game after it looked like it was going to be an easy safterno- Saturday afternoon of uh, watching the Flames. Um, everybody was all over, oh, Vladar's got to get the start, he's got to get the start again. How would you gauge his performance on Saturday?
2: Dan Vladar's performance was strong through the first 40. I really liked him in the first period. I thought he made a couple of real key saves throughout the game, but as it went on... Um, it definitely didn't feel like he was going to save their bacon when things started to go awry. You know, like, some like there's games where you've got your horse in between the pipes, and you know that they're going to shut it down. Like, Jake Ottinger does that. Jacob Markstrom did that a lot last year. Um, you know, any of the perennial Vesna candidates, Shusterkin, Vasilevsky, any of those type of guys, they're always in the conversation, too, but... I don't know, it, it felt like he was doing what he needed to get the win, but once they started to put the pucks in the net, I didn't feel extremely confident, I'll say, in Dan Vladar. And he kind of echoed those comments after the game, too.
1: Uh, again, I think it's just it was just human nature, complacency, we're up 6-1, this puppy's over. Like, and, then, and credit to the Stars for fighting back, because they looked flat as a pancake, too. In that game, I thought they were bad to start. Well, and especially how Manjapani scores pretty much like the ice is still wet. It's already one nothing Flames.
2: Yeah, you get two defensemen chasing a guy in the back of the net, leaving a forward in Manjapani wide open in wide front open. of the net. And I don't if it's Manjapani, Trevor Lewis, Brett Ritchie that much time in front of the net. They're probably not going to miss.
1: And all of a sudden, uh, they were talking about it on the broadcast too. Uh, Flames playing a ton of road games this month. Mm -hmm. March is filled with a ton of home games. And again, we know how this trip started. Uh, The disappointing loss to the Blackhawks with no cane. Uh, The Blues in the first half of that back-to-back in St. Louis. Well, two games and three nights. They had like eight regulars out of the lineup. All of a sudden road trip's looking pretty damn good. And you can definitely uh, make it look even better with a win tonight against a mediocre
2: Predators team. If you take eight of ten here, by beating the Predators? That's excellent. That's excellent. And, and I wanted to bring this stat up. I had mentioned this during the morning report, um, and I was kind of surprised to, to read this because, I don't know, the discourse around the team doesn't feel that way. But prior to the Jets' victory yesterday, the Flames were tied with the Jets and the Wild for the most points in the Western Conference since December 3rd. Since December third, they have 28 points. The Kings also have 26, which not helping the playoff race. The Wild have 28, and then the Jets, their victory yesterday, are 15 and seven. Since December third, they've got 30 points. But at the same time, some of the discourse around the club, you would be led to believe that it has not been that case. Now, granted, despite doing this, 28 points since December the third, going 11, four, and six. When you look at the standings, they're still just in the first wild card spot, and they're five points back of catching the Kings for third in the Pacific. As the Pacific Division, all of a sudden, is actually looking like way better than we could have thought at the beginning of the season. Yeah, because Seattle continues to be absolutely scorching hot. They've only won eight in a row, George. Like it's the third time this season they've had a win streak of five or more games. Their goal differential is plus twenty-eight. It's better than the Golden Knights. Second, uh, tied for. It's the third best in the entire Western Conference behind the Jets and the Stars.
1: But if you're the Calgary Flames, you probably want the Seattle Kraken in round one of the Stanley Cup
2: playoffs. I'll tell you what I don't want is Dallas Stars. Like, if you're in a race at the end of the season to try and get out of a wild card spot, I'm throwing the last 21 minutes of that game up on the TV and I'm making them watch it clockwork orange style Mm -hmm. and saying, you want to play in a wild card against these guys? By all means. Yeah. Or do you want to catch the Kraken or catch the Kings? Because both those teams are significantly more beatable, in my eyes, than the mm-hmm. Dallas Stars. And they both have their strengths, but they both have their weaknesses too. Right. And, and not to mention, uh,
1: Wedgwood was in that uh, Saturday. Exactly. And he was uh, riding the struggle bus throughout that entire game.
2: Does he wear street hockey pads? It looks like it. Okay, I'm glad we both can agree on that. Yeah. It looks like he got him right and out the a Canadian tire.
1: And again, I know, I know we, um, Flames fans live a charmed life here. With their kit and then the two alternate jerseys, the pedestal and Blasty. They're beautiful sweaters. Good fits. Like that highlighter green, the stars are rocking on Saturday. Not ideal. Not good.
2: Hey, and all those black jerseys in the crowd. You guys are wearing red. Maybe the referees see the puck on the Huberto goal. Mm. A lot of black jerseys in the crowd. That way you couldn't see the puck when it was up in the air. Okay, but again, real tinfoil hat type stuff, but there you
1: go. (laughs) Out of all those replays, like there's no way you could tell that was on or offside definitively.
2: Completely inconclusive.
1: Yeah. Just a a weird play. Much like the puck was underneath Wedgwood, whether or not it was in or not, and the flames were like, hey, 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 that puck was probably in. It's just we don't know because he covered it up.
2: Like the physics behind it makes me think that it should be, but the visuals for it, I'm like, I I don't think it actually ever crossed. Yeah. The way I, that it was. But that it's Anyways. just
1: ridiculously frustrating. All right, Flames and um, Predators tonight, 6 o'clock, um, start. Busy night in sports. We got the Flames and Predators, and then we got a football playoff game. And
2: so, that's after you've already had your fill on foot, on hockey yeah. all day long. Things Act, get action. started at
1: 11 a.m., which is really cool. Less than three hours. Two and games you had going. the great PSA, the public service announcement to our listeners. Make sure you got your uh, fantasy lineups in this early.
2: Especially if you're in a weekly league. Yeah. There is 11 games and all, but I think three of them start before 5 o'clock. So if you're in a fantasy league, you're going to want to make sure you set your lineups like right now. Like Pull over on the side of the road, get your phone out, and get that thing locked. It'll be fine. You can show up to work five minutes late today. Tell them, Rosie, made it so you were late. They'll understand, and go win your week.
1: 960-960 um, on the text line, too. That 4.37 to go in Dallas uh, was more stressful than blank. Uh, more stressful than going through customs with nothing to declare. Wink, wink. Like I, like what, like are you a drug mule, sir, or madam? Like, is this what it is? Did you swallow like ten balloon condoms, like full of like blow? Like, is this why it's stressful? Like what? Like I don't know. I don't get
2: it. Um, I'm sh- like I don't know. There's a lot of things. So like when I used, my parents used to have a cabin in Montana. I don't know if statute of limitations exists for this, but um, we used to go down all the time. Yeah. And I would get like cheap cigarettes and cheap uh, chew. And I would bring it back and upsell it to my buddies here. Look at you, you entrepreneur. Yeah, you get like a carton of smokes for like 20 bucks and sell it for like a buck 50 up here, especially once they took out menthols up here. Man, you were making a killing. Anyways, that probably doesn't need to go into it tomorrow. But you could only bring so much back for however long you were in the States. But sometimes you'd go down for 24 hours, just a night, and you're only allowed to bring back one. But really. Is the profit margin enough if you just bring back one? Hmm. So you had to put the second one in. And that one you don't really discuss. And yeah, I'd be stressed. I mean, it wasn't me. I had a friend who did it. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I understand the texture is all I'm trying Um, to say.
1: From a guy who's crossed (laughs) the U.S.-Canadian border a lot growing up in a border town, uh, here's the next time you do it, Matt. You know what they love? Make sure you have sunglasses on and you continue to wear them and crank the radio. Yeah. Uh, the border people really like when you do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you roll up and you don't roll down your window until yeah. <laughs> they ask you yeah. to. Yeah, like, oh. they don't like that either.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, Jamie Nairdry, uh, r r Boys, watching the almost choke job is more stressful than being in a public bathroom stall already pot committed. And then you see the roll is empty. That's terrifying, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> that is super stressful.
2: That, yeah, no bueno. Nah. Uh,
1: no, 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 Bredo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like your new nickname. Should be the mule. That's pretty good.
2: <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't love it. Yeah, I don't that, hate it.
1: That would be great. Um, you you ready for this, Noah? You ready to you ready to shine here on the big show? Um, the uh, the first tennis major of 2023 is underway. Down under. Down under. And I know you're a big, uh, huge tennis guy. Put the you shrimp keep on the body. me all the time. Is Iga Svantec going to get it done? It seems like the women's side is wide open. Yeah. Can Jessica Pagula maybe have a run here? Does Uh Madison Keys have anything here? I know all those here in the back of the... Yeah. Um, Can can Bianca Andreescu make some big noise here unseated? She's a Canadian. Layla Fernandez. Like, this is all the things you kept talking to me about. You're devastated. Nick Kyrgios pulled out of the tournament. His
2: knee, George. I'm so sad.
1: Yeah. Um. But we... Our intern Noah here is with us the entire week. And uh, we've already put him to work, because that's oh. what we do here. Uh, we got to get you to work. So um, no uh, I'm going to say no. I don't want to. I don't want to make any assumptions. <laughs> but I'm going to say you're not the biggest tennis fan.
2: I will admit I'm not really the biggest tennis fan at all. Okay, I will say
1: that. But uh, we have a uh, how Canadians did at the Australian Open. I even think we have a bed for you. Oh, we do. Yeah, GVP. Mm. Why don't you hit it? <laughs> all right the didgeridoo yeah there it is oh big fit
2: look at that it's very oh, sensual oh, riff on it
1: yeah anything i think you have to play like sitting down like that straddling it's very <laughs> sensual i think <laughs> like a harp a harp feels yeah. very sensual yeah sure the way that you have to sit and yeah. ca- caress the instrument Yeah. a cello yeah those are very like stand-up bass yeah very sensual instruments <laughs> trying
2: to think is there anything else that you have to I don't know hold I don't know beat a
1: harp and a cello
2: What is that clicking in the background? Is that it part of It sounds like bed? we might get a drop coming here. What is yep. this? Is this a lead up?
1: Uh, all right uh, Noah Noah the intern uh with our how Canada did at the Australian Open in day 1 of the tournament. What do you got for us?
2: Gentlemen, 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 the Australian Open is underway. Denis Shapovalov will be moving on as he defeated Dusan Lajovic of Serbia, three sets to one. Not bad. Bi- Bianca Andreescu is also moving on as she defeated Marie Buskova from Czechia, two Ooh. sets to none. Okay, good win. Straight sets, let's go. Felix Azure Alisimi defeated Canadian Vashik Pospisil, three sets to one.
1: Felix Auger Alisim, I got your back, Noah.
2: FAA, that's an easy one for the morning report. Sure is. <laughs> And uh, Rebecca Marino unfortunately will not be moving mm. on as she fell to Zouland two sets to none. Okay, mm. great That's job, Noah. You
1: ready for tomorrow? Uh, we'll get you on again tomorrow for the oh, update. Oh, you bad. Okay, you killed it. Good job. There's no other intern. All right, thank How you very much. Australian guys. Open. How Canada did down under at the Australian Open? We just got somebody. How about a piano?
2: Yeah. Sensual. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say yes. Oh, yeah. now I'm thinking of when um, you'd be in like one of those piano bars, and like the lady would be like on top of the piano, singing, mm-hmm. like, like Michelle Pfeiffer. Bingo! Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Sensual. Yeah.
1: Sure, I'm uh, in. We just got a text about uh, Wildcard Weekend and great hockey, and you're talking tennis. We just literally talked that about was, the Flames it for was, 20 minutes, and we was, did a half an hour with Charles it Davis. Was, it
2: was 90 seconds. Like, what do you want? <laughs> And it was just an excuse like, to play the didgeridoo. Again,
1: again, I love all of our <laughs> listeners. I love all of our <laughs> listeners. I just love in the bubble people live in. Yeah, it's like they assume that like for the past two hours we've been talking about tennis.
2: That's all we've been doing. man. I know. It's N- like N- like when curios- you tune in, like
1: that's your world. <laughs> like it's we literally did like twenty five minutes on the NFL with Charles Davis, which is great. We have given
2: tennis a total of two minutes, and it is 825. Yeah. We have been through two and a half hours of show. Yeah, and we're talking flames and football straight ahead with Lou.
1: But I appreciate you texting in and taking the time to be angry about it. I think we should talk to Lou about tennis now. I'm just not sure piano's a sensual instrument. You're still not sold on it? No. Cello, harp, yes. Piano, Eh, maybe. I think maybe after a couple drinks. Okay, anything sensual after a couple of drinks. All right, Lou's next on his Vikings. The washboard. Great job, Noah. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan. Coming to you live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studio. Um, We got to tell you how we did in our big bets to wrap up the show. Yeah. Because there's still one more game to go, though. Yeah. Cowboys so far, and Bucks tonight.
2: I... I'm, um, I did okay. It's kind of strange, though. Like, I've already wrapped up the title for the end of the season, which is very exciting for me. Thank you very much. Um, but I've never had a week below 500. And right That's now I'm impressive. two and three going into this week. That's damn impressive. And I don't want to finish the season with my one week I, under 500. So I really need over 45 and a half points.
1: Uh, I have told you all year to fade me. Because my picks have been bad, but I did go 3-0 and on Inside the Lines yesterday.
2: Nice work. And so, you uh, really helped me out making a nice little stack of coin on a little prop in that Jags Chargers well, game. I wanted to the say homework, thank you.
1: You're welcome. When you do a little homework, things work out for you.
2: That's why you do that show and, and I do an hour of Hitman pregame I lo- listen, every Sunday. I,
1: I love the Calgary Hitman. Um, big fan. I I... I eventually I'll make my way out to a game.
2: Can you name one player?
1: No, I can't. <laughs> I cannot.
2: But there's no Connor Bedard's on this team. No, there's some guys. No. Um, they play Wednesday.
1: Our next guest can certainly name more than one player on the Calgary Hitman. Uh you can count on it. Yeah, him. he's the uh color voice for the Flames on Sportsnet 960. We say good morning to our friend Peter It's Lou. How are you? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. I am uh doing okay. Are like okay as in like you knew this was coming for your Minnesota Vikings? Or you've already reconciled the fact that, uh, yeah, the team wasn't maybe as good as we all thought they were, or at least what their record said it was.
0: Oh, I never really thought they were that good. Mm. So I didn't have to reconcile that like whatsoever, but in all sincerity, you know, trying to put it away, which thankfully I'm a little more grown up at this point in time and a little bit more realistic, Mm. uh, if this would have happened, George, a few years ago, mm-hmm. I might not have even answered the phone this morning, <laughs> but you know i'm 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 past that state, yeah, uh, in the end, exactly what I've been talking about, even on this show, came to fruition. You can't win in the playoffs if you can't get stops, right and their their defense has been awful all year to their credit they've managed to win a lot of one score games and guess which one score game out of 12 they didn't win yesterday right so you know it's they're awful on defense and I don't I don't think you can ever win in sports period when you can't get stops
1: uh, I talked about this with Charles Davis. I think Kirk Cousins is getting too much criticism yesterday and today. I know throwing the ball way short on fourth down is maddening, but you're right. Like when you're dead last against the pass, Daniel Jones was just dissecting that Vikings defense yesterday. But the what made of, him
0: look like Troy Aikman?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like he was he was great yesterday. I wanted to ask you this: How does Justin Jefferson not have a catch in the second half? Essentially,
0: well, okay. So there's. As usual, George, you would come up with exactly the only thing about the offensive side of the game that bugged me a little bit is he had, what, six catches in the first half? Yep. Like, you've got got to at least go over there a couple of times. Yep. So, you know, that didn't make me very happy. Um, You know, and, and again, I know how people work. A when you don't like somebody to begin with, you're always looking for every single fault rather than the good that was done. You didn't throw an interception yesterday. Um, They scored enough points to win that what you talked about, though, you know, when you have one of the best playmakers in the world in that sport, you might want to give them a try a couple of times. Mm -hmm. But the thing about, the quarterback is, you know, he gets locked in. He was locked in early on him, and, you know, then the tight end had an amazing day, and he kind of got locked in on him. But the Minnesota Vikings are not out of the playoffs today because of what Kirk Cousins did. They're out of the playoffs today because they can't check the fire exit.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, You have to be optimistic, though, heading into next season. If they make the right moves, obviously, Ed Donatel, I don't think, will survive this as a defensive coordinator of the Vikings. But if they go out there and make the right moves and the defense, the offense is great. I know the Lions are an up-and-coming team. Who the hell knows what the future holds in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. The Bears are a bad team. I don't even know what they're going to do with Justin Fields, how they're going to build around him. At least... The future kind of looks bright for the Vikings here, Lou, if they address the defense cuz there are a lot of dynamic playmakers on this team.
0: There are, and I love the head coach. I think I think Kevin O'Connell deserves a ton of credit and not and not just because of the 13 wins, but because I think he has built a different belief system. And a different type of culture in that program that did not exist before. You know, it's been a very, well, basically every nine years they get to the NFC championship game and then lose it. You know, that's kind of the history. Um, and they won a lot of close games this year. And I think he had a lot to do with it. So, yeah, I'm, listen. Did I ever think they would win 13 games? Not a chance. Um, So there was a lot of progress this year. And they need to find some people who can cover. You know, Duke Shelley, see ya. Bynum, see ya. Feel bad Harrison Smith is just, he's had darn near a Hall of Fame. Like, they have got to find some people who can cover.
2: Lou, wanted to ask you about the Flames as well. Uh, of course, over on Saturday, they take the 6-5 win over the Dallas Stars, and you look at it and say, hey, 6-5 win, that's not too bad. But the last 21 minutes were a little bit sketchy for the club. How did you react to that uh, game against the Stars? Oh. You well, know,
0: a really odd game. Did I enter that game the other day thinking at any point the Calgary Flames would have a 6-1 lead on the Dallas Stars? <laughs> no, absolutely not. But the only real disappointing part for me outside of, you know, it absolutely got far too hairy is if you close that game out in better fashion, like how good are you feeling about yourself as a group? Probably better than you have all year. Because mm-hmm. they played five outstanding periods in a row. When you think about the complete game against St. Louis – And then you go into Dallas and you create a storm that they weren't ready to deal with. So, but a win is a win. And to go in there, they'd only lost, you know, four games at home all season long. They're the best team in the Western Conference. It's not an easy team or a place to win in. And so to go in there, get that done in your first afternoon game of the year, there, that's another one of those situations where, yes, you feel, you know, stress coming out of it, because this team, you know, I don't know, they just want to play every game with a one-goal ending. But there's there's a lot of there is a lot of positives right now, and even when you take a look at the bigger picture, I think I read this morning they have. You know, the third most points since the middle of December in the entire Western Conference. Mm-hmm. So they're so they're headed in a pretty good direction.
1: Peter Labardius, uh, color analyst for Sportsnet 960, the Calgary Flames, <laughs> joining us here on the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the Fan on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Uh, Lou, I think starts have been something we've been talking about with the flames this season and sometimes they start flat as a pancake uh and that's been an issue here but then you hear the flames have the most first period goals in the nhl it feels counterintuitive doesn't it,
0: it does george i i i'm glad you brought that up because everything about this season <laughs> feels <laughs> counterintuitive right You know, the whole marketplace, by and large, feels like the world has been about to collapse. As you know, you know, you come out of Chicago last week, you lose. Then you let a third period lead slip and you lose in St. Louis. And it's like, this is the worst team in hockey. Well, and then you go and play those two games. And yes, you've scored 50 goals now in the first period. Now... The third period is not an area that's been great in the differential department, but it, it, it's like we keep missing the wins. sounds like a passionate sports fan base. Ah, oh, the wins they are not that big a deal, but that loss to Chicago. Well, I think everybody should be fired. And last week we wanted the goalie traded and please, Now, I know this comes from a Minnesota Viking fan on a Monday morning. So, okay, Mr. Emotional, really keep it in check. Now you're telling us to slow our roll. Slow your roll. They're doing better. They're doing much better.
2: Elias Lindholm has 24 points in 21 games since the start of December. Just the offensive production has quietly been there. I think it's right in the same vein of what we were just talking about. This guy's having another season that is maybe not right on par with last year, but he's pretty darn close and has really started to come around even adding some offense since the start of December.
0: Matty, as you know, because you've watched him a ton, he's their most important forward. He's... Their most reliable forward. He's an incredibly consistent player. It's it, it's he's almost at the point where, if you look at number of games played, you're probably going to have the same amount of points. Mm-hmm. You know he's done that now, for, you know the last 126, 127 games that he's played. That's who he is. You know, and and the interesting thing about him this week is this never happens, but it happened in game one of that St. Louis series. He and his line had their butt kicked, Mm -hmm. but I knew the next game that wasn't going to happen because that's not what happens with good players. So that night, the first game in St. Louis, their line was, you know, minus, 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 and the Thomas line in St. Louis went off for 8 points and but the next game his line goes off for 6 total points and the Thomas line who they saw a lot of was minus 9. Yeah. That's who he is. That's who he is and the Flames are incredibly lucky to have him and um he is just another part of this ongoing morning conversation about It doesn't feel as good as it was a year ago, but it is very comparable.
2: Lots of discussion around Jacob Pelletier being called up, but he hasn't yet played in a game. I've said it, I think, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I don't think he gets in until someone gets hurt, because right now I really like the way that the lines are all, to steal a loot term, slotted. Would you agree? Yeah, I would,
0: for sure. I absolutely would. Um, You know, Walker Dewar, to his credit, has come up and done a really nice job adding some speed. He's done a nice job on the forecheck. I think the only player, and I wouldn't change it, Matty, for sure, that would be in some question is Adam Ruzicka. I think it's nine games in a row he hasn't recorded a point. Um, He doesn't have a goal in 20 going back to December 3rd against Washington. So, you know, could you make a change there and put Pelche in and move Trevor to the middle again and, and leave Dewar in? Sure. But, again, it's part of the growing and maturing process for Adam, too. And, and that's the thing people forget. You know, we, we analyze, as I talk about a lot in Canadian markets especially – 82 one game seasons but it still really is one 82 game season and you're trying to continue to not just win games which is incredibly important but you've got to continue to grow your people Mm -hmm. so no i like i like the groups quite a bit right now and i i certainly wouldn't change
1: uh, saw the stat, Eric Francis talked about it during the intermission on the broadcast on Saturday, Lou. Yeah, the Flames lead the NHL in posts and crossbars hit. Does that matter to you at all? <laughs> because that's one thing I keep hearing. Oh, they keep hitting crossbars and posts. Okay, but does it ultimately matter when it's all said and done?
0: George, ask me how much expected goals matter
1: to me. <laughs> I, Lou, I've... Some hockey analytics I'm down with. Some I find are snake oil and, um, yes. Posts and crossbars are absolutely meaningless to me.
0: Yeah. You know, listen, it, it, it's another, it's, it's another little nugget to go. You're close to scoring more. There's only one thing in, in sports that matters. The actual reality things that happen. Yeah, I don't I don't care about expected anything. <laughs> I've not, you know, like I'm sure I'm sure yesterday to bring it full circle, the Vikings had, you know, way more expected points or way fewer given up. Well, in their case, they probably should have given up 60. But I don't care about expected <laughs> anything. Life is not about expected it's about what happens and what doesn't happen.
1: Uh, I, I kind of want to switch gears quickly back to football here, Lou. Um, okay. Nathan, Nathan Rourke signed with the Jags. I think that's a big deal. Don't get it. Y- you think it's a big deal? I do. A Canadian quarterback yeah, well, who, think, who can potentially be a backup in the NFL, I think that's a big deal. I think that's an accomplishment. No, I... Th- I think it's a big deal
0: um you know he's he's been incredible to watch. He had a marvelous career at the University of Ohio, not the ohio state um, I think it's fantastic i just I don't quite understand why you would sign there, like he looked great in purple,
1: sure. You mean as in sign somewhere act- where you might actually get into games instead of just yeah. sitting behind yeah. Trevor Lawrence?
0: Like, when is he going to play there on a regular basis outside of injury? He's not. He's not? No. That's, that's. listen, listen, you know, it, it's an incredible accomplishment. In fact, you know, how long have we waited for a Canadian quarterback, and there have been a few, um, to do relatively well. But this guy was a star. This guy was the modern-day Russ Jackson for our older demographic. So it's it's incredible and good for him. And I, you know, be another reason for me to, to like the Jags a little bit more. I just in knowing how many different interviews he had. And maybe, maybe they were the only ones who truly showed interest. That I don't know. Mm. But uh, accomplishment great, just not so sure when we're going to see him again in, in, in the regular season.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's your dream Super Bowl matchup now that your Vikings are gone?
0: Ed Hockley is the referee.
1: Okay, yeah, of course.
0: No, no, no. Um, or Jerome Boger. Really ha-
1: every game flies over you know with what? Jerome Boger as the uh, referee. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Well, that's 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 true, and of course you would know that, and I love you for it. <laughs> um, on both accounts, uh, I'm I'm I really would love another Kansas City Buffalo. AFC. You know what? I'm pulling for Buffalo. I, I, I think I'd love to see Buffalo, and I got a sneaking suspicion it's going to be Buffalo and San Francisco. Is that my dream matchup? Ooh. I don't know. I only have one dream, and it's never going to come to fruition where the Super Bowl is concerned. But uh, <laughs> that would be a great one. That would be a great
1: one. All right. One more question before I let you go. What's mm-hmm. going to happen first? In your lifetime. The Flames win another Stanley Cup or the Vikings win the Super Bowl.
0: Flames win the Stanley Cup.
1: Okay. Matty Rose has a big smile on his face after that. Yeah, that would work. The for other me. one
0: is the, the other one is not happening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. It could. It could. It might. Yeah, sure. But well, we're
0: about we're about we're about two more years away from, from them playing for the NFC title. So you know, that'll get my hopes up and all I want. All I want is what Maddie had last year. Just one more time, which hasn't happened since I was eleven years old. When it when they got there every bloody year, they never won it, but they got there a lot in the seventies.
1: With Fran Tarkington at quarterback.
0: Yes. I just wanna yes. I just wanna wake up one Super Bowl Sunday morning. <laughs> Chances are I will be in the city where it occurs if it ever happens. Yeah. Of course I'll have to mortgage our home and Nance <laughs> won't be too happy about that. Well. Um but yeah, I just like I just like to know what that feels like one more time when it really matters.
1: Yeah. Like, because how many Flames fans out there are old enough to remember the 89 Cup win, but they were too young to really experience what that meant.
0: Right. That's a great point. Yeah. 100%. A ton of them. A ton of them.
1: Um, Peter Labardius, Flames color analyst uh, for Sports at 960. I guess enjoy the rest of the NFL playoffs here and uh, have a good call tonight, pal. We'll talk soon.
0: Thank you. Uh, at this point, nothing gets ahead of hockey anymore.
1: Okay. Bye-bye. There you go. There you go. Peter Labardi. I
0: will enjoy it. <laughs> All right. I will enjoy it.
1: Bye. <laughs> All right. Talk soon. There he goes. The best, Lou. On the Atlas Pizza and Sports Park guest hotline, Don in pick-up, or have your game-day special delivered. Find out why Atlas Pizza is a 14-time Consumer Choice Award winner. 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeast, or call 403 248 Real quick before we go, NFL Big Bets. Brought to you by Select. Sports Select has more sports leagues, and for a limited time, better odds on over, under, and point spread. Build your ticket at sportselect.com. You got what in tonight's game?
2: I have over the total of 45 and a half.
1: Uh, GVP, do you remember what we took? What uh, did we, we, got, take? we got Buccaneers plus two and a half. Okay. I still like that. You were on the All TB12 train. Right. Yeah. And this could be his last game as the Buccaneers quarterback. In fact, I would, I would probably bet on his last game. Maybe. Unless they win, of I'm course. I'm surprised
2: you don't have a bet on that.
1: Well, I haven't bet yet. Yeah. I got to dive into the game.
2: Well, I I mean where he goes in the offseason. I'm surprised you don't have some sort of future down.
1: Uh, We talked to Trey Wingo yesterday on the show on Inside Uh the Lines. He's thinking the Raiders is the next destination. Back with Josh McDaniels. You have all the weapons in the world with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller. And he was, he was even doubling down and saying that Gronk would even come back to play for the Raiders to be reunited with Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels.
2: Tom Brady does a, a whole career in Massachusetts and then basically half retires and does it in the equivalency of what Canadians do, or Albertans, go yep. down to Nevada to retire. Yeah. Out East, go down to Florida to retire. Yep, Love it. And he's playing next year. Oh, yeah, he'll go find himself I don't some, think he's retiring. some great buffet deals He totally there. submarined his
1: entire personal life to play in the NFL. He's, <laughs> he's definitely playing next year.
2: Sure, Raiders will work. They may as well keep Devonte Adams if that's the case.
1: Uh, that's it for us. Uh, enjoy the Flames and Predators tonight. We'll be all over it like a dirty shirt tomorrow. And uh, I promise we'll uh, keep the tennis talk limited to 60 seconds tomorrow. Tight 60. You got that, tight Noah? tight 60 for intern Noah tomorrow. Yep. He gave us the thumbs up. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.